Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Right, so today's topic is about on-site and uh, on-site versus online church. Okay, this is a comparison between on-site and online church. We will discuss the difference between on-site and online church. Now, my purpose for sharing this comparison between a face-to-face -face church and internet church is so I can show you what is lacking, so I can uh, show you what we are missing and what could be the overall uh, result to our spiritual health, okay? In general, if we continue or if we just do online church, okay? Now, this topic may sound like contradictory to what we do right now, but we're not totally discounting or we're not disbanding our online ministry. We're not downplaying online church, okay? But <clears throat> we want to help you see why we should prefer an on-site church over an online church, okay? So when you're given the opportunity between on-site and online, I hope you will choose on-site, okay? I hope you will choose a face-to-face uh, a physical gathering, I hope you will choose a an on-site church, okay, over an online church because this is the biblical model that God designed for His people, for His children, okay? All right, so uh, let us begin. Okay, um, <clears throat> online versus on-site church or on-site versus online church okay so what are the benefits of attending an on-site church all right number one the physical gathering of god's people is biblical okay that's that's my point it is biblical to gather physically as a church that's number one why because we honor god when we obey god's command to assemble together. Remember last Sunday we told you uh, that uh, in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 to 25, it says, Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Verse 25, not giving up the what? The meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching okay also last sunday in our message entitled church with fellowship or without fellowship we said well, we mentioned that if the church means the assembly of believers okay uh, if the church is the congregation of the called out ones then fellowshipping is inevitable right Okay, therefore, the church cannot be the church without the literal gathering of the saints. Because by definition, it really meant gathering. Okay, or 
we have to gather to be the church. Okay? And when we are gathered as a church, what do we get? What do we have? We have what? Fellowship. Okay? So, this leads me to the next point. Okay? Point number two. Why attend physical church? Why? Because there is or uh, we can do an actual fellowship. Actual fellowship. Okay? Actual fellowship. So, um, point number one, again, the physical gathering of the saints or of God's people is what? Biblical. And compare, to compare that, if we compare that to an online church, there is no scripture or there no scriptures to support a distant or virtual church. But no doubt that God can use technology or online ministry, okay, to spread the gospel. And that's, uh, that's the good news. But again, there, we don't find a passage of scripture to support online church, okay? Um, okay, going back to point number two, actual fellowship. How important is an actual fellowship? Answer, very important. It is indispensable from the church. Remember our topic last Sunday uh, on whether to do church with fellowship or to do church without fellowship. Okay? And then we quote the, 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 the definition of fellowship in Greek and in uh, Hebrew. Remember koinonia, hit, uh, hit kabrut, and havra, and then we 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 tried to connect it with the with ecclesia or the church, and how we got to the conclusion that the church is called to fellowship. Okay, we got to that conclusion that the church is called to fellowship, and that the church is synonymous or almost the same of same kind or it it means the same with the word fellowship in the bible okay it means that you cannot have one without the other okay the church and fellowship are intertwined they are one and the same okay so point is we cannot remove fellowship from the church Okay, because the original meaning of the word church means fellowship of the believers. Okay, so when you mention the word church, it means what? Fellowship of believers. The word church means the congregation of the called out ones. Or the word church means a gathering of believers. And if you want more scriptural references for point number two concerning actual fellowship, I encourage you to uh, <clears throat> review our topic last Sunday. Okay, so if you miss it, watch it. Or you can browse our Facebook page or you can check the link below. You can check the link posted in the comment box. Okay, you need to understand, friends, that the word church and fellowship 
I mean, you need to understand church and fellowship in a Hebrew mindset or uh, context. Okay? So now, when we gather as a church, we have a definite, okay, a, a sure or a, a unquestionable actual, actual fellowship with one another, of course. Why actual fellowship? Because in a company of believers, we can make new friends, right? In an online church like this, you cannot make new friends, all right? Maybe you can, but not much, okay? But in a, in a physical church, or in a physical gathering of God's people, okay, you can meet new friends and make new friends and also develop your social skills. That is very important, okay? As a counselor, I, I understand the importance of social skills, okay? That's why we have so much problems with relationships. We, we, have, uh, we have so much conflicts to, to resolve, okay? To reconcile because people are not really uh, good in uh, resolving their conflicts, okay? Now, that is why we need to develop our social skills and our social skills are developed in a what in an on-site church a physical gathering of the saints also we can recharge our love tank when we are surrounded by the brethren all right you see there's so much benefit when we choose on-site church also, we can enjoy each other's company. Um, we can play board games or whatever games available. Uh, we can also sing uh, songs. We can have fun simultaneously and we can laugh together. We can talk about matters that we find interesting, right? So, uh, that is why... Uh, that is one of the advantage for doing an on-site or or face-to-face -face church. All right. So again, why an actual fellowship or church is uh, is so important? Um, imagine this, friends. Imagine raising up a newborn baby, a child, without human touch. Okay. Uh, with no emotional connection, no feelings, no talking, no bonding. Okay, let me ask the mothers. Uh, let me ask the mothers, especially young mothers. Can you do that? Or will you do that? Will you try not to talk to your child, to your baby? Of course, you cannot and you will not do that. Because you want to see your baby happy, right? You want to see your baby interact with you. You want your baby to interact and smile, okay? Um, you want your baby to laugh and learn the language. And so you will what? Communicate, okay? This is parallel to an on-site church. Why do we do, why do we want to do a face-to-face -face church? Because we want to grow together, okay? We want, uh, I mean, when we do on-site church, there is proximity, there is fellowship, okay? And our communication is real-time. And 
we are learning, we are discovering one another. Okay, so we grow together, right? Uh, but uh, in an online church setting, it's like raising a child without being around. Okay, in, in counseling, we call that an absentee parent. Okay, an inattentive or uninvolved or does not care type of parent. So uh, when we do that, the, the, the result is devastating to a child's self-image. The result is devastating to a child's feelings and cognition. Okay, the, the, their learning is also affected, not all but uh, most and uh, what else is affected their social skills okay and their behavior okay uh, the child will find it difficult to receive instructions or correction when they are hurt because they are sensitive so they get easily hurt okay because they're not used to take corrections that's why when when you correct them and they get hurt and they are easily pained by by words okay that are not supposed to hurt them but you know they can be that sensitive and they get hurt and they react and they don't know how to regulate their emotions because they don't know how to resolve issues okay uh, that's why uh, you can expect more misbehaviors because they will sure make their own boundaries I mean not all but most okay this is the result of uh, the absentee parenting style okay uh, this is the same with mere online church or distant church because the un the, the needs of god's people are unmet okay or the unmet needs of people will result to an unhealthy christian lifestyle okay it will also result to a cold relationships between the brethren because one is doing church outside of God's design, okay? We were not uh, designed to do church far from each other or remotely. We are designed to do church, okay, with proximity, okay? Because we were created for relationships. We were created uh, for community. That is why uh, for the online church, this point number two, which is actual fellowship, is impossible with an online church setting. Okay, period. Because in an in a, in an actual in an online church, there is no togetherness. There is no actual fellowship. Okay, let's admit it. Okay, since the beginning of this pandemic, the whole church was never in attendance. Never. Okay, we were never in attendance. We see few friends online for or for the live broadcast because most will watch later, and uh, it's a sad truth. Uh, and that uh, all and also, online church has a low impact. All right. So anyway, but uh, we appreciate you guys for joining us. Because at least, at least, uh, you can feed on God's Word online, okay? But I'm here to tell you, on-site church is better than online church. <laughs> okay, let's go proceed to point number three. Point number three 
is about intimacy or the spirit of togetherness, which I mentioned a while ago, or the feeling that we belong together. Okay, this is something that we can benefit from an on-site or face-to-face -face church. Again, intimacy or the spirit of togetherness or the feeling of uh, the feeling that we belong together. Okay, uh, we can naturally express our feelings of love. Okay, we can express our love, our thoughts to God and to to the brethren, of course. So. In a physical gathering, uh, we can express our love to God with the family of believers through worship. Okay, this is what we call corporate worship. We can interact through words, through um, our body language, all right, and uh, facial expressions. We can also use our lips, just like when somebody said, uh, when somebody says, uh, "Did you see my my ball pen?" And instead of using words, we use our lips. Where? You see, we use our lips. <laughs> so for our uh, Indian brethren, when they say yes, they do like this, right? And But we Filipinos, when we say yes, we do like that, like this, right? So it doesn't matter. I mean, we can use all forms. What, my point is that we use all forms of communication. We can communicate using our body language in an on-site church. All right? Because right now, as I preach here, I cannot see your faces. I don't know who is saying, yes, I agree. I don't know who is doing like this and doing like this. and Because I cannot see you. It's one way. Okay? Because this is online. But when... We do on-site church, we have uh, full communication. Meaning to say, we can do all forms of communication. To communicate, to connect, to interact with each other. Right? Okay, so uh, that's number three. And obviously, uh, to comparing this to the online church, Intimacy, togetherness, the feeling of belongingness is difficult. It is difficult with an online church setting. Amen? Now, another reason, okay, point number four. Another reason why physical church is superior than online church is because we can practice Mutual edification or edification of believers. That's number four. Mutual edification. Believers building up other believers. Okay? We just read to you uh, a while ago, Hebrews chapter 10, 24 to 25. Okay? So, um, so I'm not going to read that scripture, that passage of scripture again. Okay? So, if you want more, uh, we I encourage you to watch our previous broadcast, okay? The, the message entitled, Church with or without fellowship. All right. So when we gather, we have the opportunity to encourage the brethren, okay? That's the truth. 
In fact, our physical presence is already an encouragement to the family. How much more when we start talking, right? After the service, you know, we, we stay and then we, we kind of fellowship with one another. We need that, okay? Because by, by fellowshipping, we exchange thoughts, we share ideas, we impart our experiences, our victories, okay? Our expertise, uh, whenever somebody needs some help, okay? And uh, we can tap each other's back or compel someone to carry on and move on. Okay, not to quit. Don't give up. Don't never, never, never quit. Don't give up. I mean, we can encourage someone who is, you know, lonely and down because of uh, the, the, the troubles, the trials they're facing. Okay, so we can do this ministry. Okay, uh, number four, which is what we call mutual edification only, especially in an on-site setting okay on-site church when we gather as a people of as god's children we can pray for one another amen well uh we can sure pray online and we have uh, 24 7 prayer we have we can pray online sure we can do that but some prefer prayer with touch okay uh, as a point of uh, contact, okay, or like uh, laying on of hands, all right, uh, or the element of connection, okay. Many are fine with words, okay, they're fine with, I'll pray for you over the phone or online, okay, but some want more than words. They want to feel, okay, they, they, they want to see, uh, to see the minister ministering to them, <laughs> okay? Because of the element of connection. They want the element of connection, all right? So many uh, want the element of touch, like, like the woman who suffered for, from bleeding for 12 years in, in, in the Bible, okay? Uh, also, the, 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 the paralyzed man that they lowered down from the roof, okay, so that Jesus can heal him, okay? Uh, that's in Luke chapter 5, verses 18 to 25, okay? They made that effort, okay? Uh, again, uh, let's, let, let me read to you Mark chapter 5, verse 25, okay? This is about the woman, okay? This is about the woman who suffered from bleeding for 12 years, okay? Mark chapter 5, verse 25, 229 okay and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had yet instead of getting better she grew worse verse 27 when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched, okay? Okay, touch his cloak. Because she thought, verse 28, it says, because she thought, she believes, if I could, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed, okay? Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt 
in her body that she was freed from her suffering. So, you see the element of touch in that miracle? Okay, you see, see the element of touch? Okay, so, um, so now, what's the equivalent of mutual edification on an online setting? Well, mutual edification is difficult with an online church setting. Alright? Because again, it's hard to uh, know whom to edify, whom to encourage when, when we are in an online church setting. Alright? So number five, spiritual accountability or discipleship. We put ourselves under the authority of God through the local church, okay, through the local pastors or through the local church leaders. And uh, this principle is often uh, looked down upon by many Christians around the world. This is where many Christians fail because it demands humility. Okay, the longer we serve in the ministry, we get promoted and given more responsibilities, promoted, you know, promoted to higher position in the church, okay, for some. But many are not aware of the, the that, that pride or self-reputation can also go up. Now, I want you to listen carefully to what I have to say because this is important, okay? The, uh, it's about the common ditch where many Christians are stuck and lose their momentum in serving the Lord, okay? So, be careful. When you are promoted in the ministry, okay, guard your heart because if you don't guard your heart, you know, you can become proud and no longer submit to your leader, to your mentor, okay? When we are given authority, we could treat our, our, our leader or our overseer. When we get promoted, we can, uh, we may, not all, but some, okay? And the, there is the possibility that we can uh, treat our teacher, our mentor, our overseer, like our equal, okay? And no longer see the need to submit to them. Or we may think that we are better, okay? That we can do better, okay? Or that we know it all kind of thing. Like, I know not that, okay? So be careful, friends. Now, Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 40, uh, the student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like the teacher. So, friends, this does not make us better. Or we can be like the teacher, or in some case, maybe better, okay, uh, but not above our teacher, okay, not above, all right? This tells me that even if we are like our teacher, it does not give us the license uh, to be above or it does not give us the license to look down, okay, on our teacher or on our mentor. So don't lose humility, friends. Always think uh, 
of other people as being better than ourselves. Okay? Let me read to you Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Now, a new century version. I like this one. Okay, verse 3. It says, When you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Okay, don't let it guide you. Instead, it says, it said, Be humble and give more honor to others than yourselves. So, the sad truth is that many, even seasoned Christians, don't get this. They don't understand the word honor and respect. That's why they don't see the need to be mentored. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 to 18, it says, Honor all people. And this is a new King James Version. It says, Honor all people. Love the brotherhood or love the brethren. Fear God. Honor the king. Okay? It says, Honor the king. Meaning to say, by principle, you have to honor those who are in authority. Verse 18, it says, Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. What? Now, I know this is hard to swallow. Okay? Uh, before, when I read this, it's really hard to swallow. How can you be submissive? Okay? what's the point? I mean, how can you submit to somebody who is harsh to you? Okay? <laughs> so, but, if honor and respect is in your spiritual DNA, okay, then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 to 18 is not hard to swallow, my friend. Okay? All you need is God's grace, God's favor. You ask God, Lord, teach me. Teach me this. Lord, I want to learn the meaning. I want to know the meaning of honor and respect. Okay? Everyone must have a mentor. Okay? Again, everyone must have a mentor or a disciple maker to produce disciples. We are called to go and make disciples. Alright? But those who were called to go were disciples themselves. So since we produce our own kind and we cannot give to what we do not have, so choose the right disciple maker. How? You shall know them by their fruits. Okay? Look at their character because character sustains. Uh, don't look for someone who's perfect because no one will, you know, no one will qualify. But check if you can see a Christ-like character in that spiritual leader. Someone who is seasoned by time and trials. And make sure that that leader is consistently submitted also to God's delegated authorities. Okay? So you cannot or you must not, you should not submit to someone who is not submitted himself. Okay, so that is very important because uh, character can be passed down. Okay, now point is we must have someone who can speak 
over our lives, okay? To whom we can give the veto power, okay? To speak over us, to keep us check and balance. In case we are not doing the right thing, uh, they will remind us to follow the kingdom principles like hear and obey. That's why we must be submitted to someone whom God ordained to watch over us. Okay? You should know by now uh, which church and pastor God sent you to work with. Okay? Every church has an ordained pastor and uh, with trained leaders to bring you to maturity. Okay? So God raises God raises people and anoints them with commensurate authority to lead to bring correction, discipline, to help new believers grow in faith and bear fruit. Okay? Alright. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. Romans 13 verse 1 says, Let everyone be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Okay? So, submit to authorities because God's delegated authorities are sent for our good. Okay? For our protection. Remember that. To protect us. Okay? John Bavir said, uh, they are our protection. Okay? They will guard us in the will of God so we will not wander away from the truth so that we will not wander away from god okay so one word for god's delegated authorities protection okay you need protection that's why you need an accountability partner you need someone who will watch over you who will mentor you all right now in an online setting okay online mentoring has low impact than actual discipleship. So remember that. That's why we prefer an online, uh, I mean an on-site ministry over an online ministry. Okay? Now, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Now, let's jump to verse 17, King James Version. It says, Obey them that have rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Now, let's read that same verse in ESV version. Okay, ESV. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give account, let uh, as, as those who will have to give an account, let them do this with joy and not with groaning. Not with groaning. <laughs> For that would be of no advantage to you. Okay, so many times in my life and ministry, when we get 
to crossroads and when there is a need for me to make major decisions okay i give room i give room for what the lord has to say through my colleagues through my partners through through my mentors or through my wife or especially through my pastor okay through my uh, overseer okay this is where many ministers fail in the area of submission or submitting to God's delegated authorities. You have to remember that God's delegated authorities represent God. Okay, they're not God, but they represent God. And so God is monitoring our hearts, okay, watching how we react or respond whether we choose to obey God's word or not okay so friends um, now let's read the same verse in a new century version it says obey your leaders and act under their authority they are watching over you because they are responsible for your souls obey them so that they will do this work with joy not with sadness. It will not help you to make their work hard. <laughs> That's New Century Version. Now, if I may add, Amplified Version or Amplified Bible says, verse 17, Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, recognizing their authority over you, for they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare. You see, they, they are there to be our protection uh, and keep us from, you know, wandering away from God. Okay, let me read that again. For they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare as those who will give an account of their stewardship of you. Okay? Let them do this with joy and not, not with grief and groans. For this would be of no benefit to you. Now, the question is, do pastors go through grief and pain and groaning over church members who are not submissive? Over church members who are divisive? Absolutely. They sure do. I've been through it a lot of times and I lost count already. <laughs> okay? Pastors are pained by our insubordination and such. Okay? We're not, we're not uh, superheroes. We're not superman. Okay? Um, we can feel. We have emotions. And so, again, pastors are pained by our insubordination. The pain is indescribable. Something that we hope none of you get to experience, okay, on your watch. So, a piece of advice. Don't plant bad seeds. Remember. Remember the Word of God. That's why we all need someone who will mentor us, okay? So we can uh, avoid uh, we can avoid casualties in church, all right? To obey 
And to submit is a thing that cannot, that can't be done apart from the spirit of trust and humility. We must be able to trust God first that He controls the heart of the king or the heart of the leader. Now, Proverbs 21 verse 1, I'm reading in Aramaic Bible. Proverbs 21 verse 1 says, The heart of the king is like a stream of waters in the hands of God, and he turns it wherever he chooses. So this is where many Christians fail, okay? Because submitting to a spiritual leader requires trust in the Lord and trust with the leader. And at the same time, it demands humility on our part, okay, as a follower. So, and may the Lord continue to speak to your heart concerning this kingdom character, okay, so that we can move on to the next point, all right? Um, all right, so number six, the believer's ministry to one another. So this is another benefit that we get from on-site church, from doing on-site church, okay? Uh, the ministry to one another. When we are gathered in one place as a church, we have the opportunity uh, to perform the ministry or our ministry to one another. There's a lot of scriptures concerning uh, the one another ministry, okay? Uh, the believer's ministry to one another in the New Testament. So, I don't intend to write and read them all. Now, if you want them, if you want the, the scriptures, the, the some reference concerning our ministry to one another, then you can do your own research, okay? And then you will see that there is quite a number of passages and scriptures about the ministry to one another, okay? So, obviously... The believer's ministry to one another is difficult, difficult, okay, difficult with an online church setting. Look, how can we serve you if you're not there, <laughs> if you're not around, all right? So, this is difficult in an online church setting. So, choose on-site church, all right? So, number seven, last but not the least, okay? We're blessed to support, okay? Blessed to support and participate in the expansion of God's kingdom. So remember this, whether in a pandemic or no pandemic, the church is moving, okay? The call to go and make disciples is still on, okay? The work is not done yet. That's why we have to to go and make disciples. We have to occupy the nations. Now, not everyone can go. That is, that is why either you are a sender or a goer. Okay, we can be both. We can be a sender and a goer at the same time. Okay, but at least uh, let me just remind you that we were blessed to be a blessing so that we can bless others. And we, we need to take part Okay, we need to participate in this uh, plan of God to, to reach the lost and train the found. Okay, so number seven, blessed to support and participate in the expansion of God's kingdom. 
Okay? In the case of our on-site online comparison, particularly in the area of giving, it has been said in the Old Testament that we are to what? To bring our tithes and offerings, our tithes, to the storehouse. Okay? Let me read to you Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, Bring, bring, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Okay? So, by principle, okay, this uh, lean to the on-site church. Okay? So, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Whole tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Okay, the gospel is free, but to spread the gospel costs something. It costs a lot. Okay, so by principle, we are or we were commanded to give or contribute for the work of the Lord, okay? Whether uh, we, we, we give to regular and frontier missions. Regular means the local uh, church planting uh, effort and the frontier means, uh, mi frontier missions means uh, we, 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 we will also support uh, the, the disciple making or church planting outside of our country, all right? So, now you might say, tithing is Old Testament. And I know it's uh, an Old Testament thing. But if you want the New Testament version for tithing or for giving, then you are looking for the word generosity. So you see, if you don't like tithing or 10%, then you may be surprised to see that in the New Testament, it's generosity that is being encouraged, okay? So, our giving, comparing it to the online church setting, our giving unto the Lord can be done either on-site or online due to our present technology. But in reality, uh, few are giving faithfully unto the Lord, okay? That's the reality worldwide, okay? This is a fact and the truth. Uh, most people spend for, you know, personal gratifications. You know, uh, the, they have their, their um, priorities. Not much support the church planting projects. Okay? The church has been thriving. You know, our church has been thriving through our savings since last year. Uh, and we can't really pay off our workers what's due them. But it it doesn't shake us okay uh, because we understand that many also lost their job all right not all okay no offense not all are jobless of course we have to save all right of course we have to save uh, but again no offense god knows every heart okay god knows our hearts and we all have reasons okay and priorities and and considering the because we're we we should also consider even the eventualities that may come soon okay that may happen in the future so but but again uh, but again 
everything will be revealed in time. So whether we obeyed God or not in the area of giving, um, God knows, okay? God knows. And then, uh, but uh, I hope that one day we, we all get high grades, okay? One day we will get our grades. And I hope that in the area of giving, we all excel, okay? Hallelujah. And um, to get high grades on Judgment Day uh, in the Bima, okay, of God, in the area of giving, this is my encouragement, okay? This is my encouragement. Give what is due God. What must we do with our tithes and offerings, okay? Set this set it aside immediately we encourage you to set aside the tithes and the offering right after you receive blessings from god that's uh, uh exodus 22 verse 29 number two do not spend the tithes okay do not spend the tithes because it is holy unto the lord so don't use it okay don't use the tithes but if you must borrow it the Bible says to return it with interest. Okay, now I did not invent this. You can read that in Leviticus 27 verses 30 to 31. Again, Leviticus 27, 30 to 31. Now, number three, give or bring it to the storehouse. That's Malachi 3.10. You can also check Mark 12.17 and 2 Corinthians 9.6. Okay, now since we cannot meet as a church, uh, please watch the short video of Kuya Badi, of Pastor Badi, and or his teaching on the wise manager. Okay, you can, again, you can browse our Facebook page and watch the, um, the teaching on the wise manager by Pastor Rodel Garcia. Okay, Kuya Badi. Now, let me read Mark chapter 12 verse 17 in connection to this. Mark 12, 17 says, Well then, Jesus said, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, referring to the taxes, and give to God what belongs to God. His reply completely amazed them. So, we are told to give taxes to our human government. God also has a government in place. And we are told to give what is due Him for His greater glory. Amen? So, God, again, God is constantly monitoring our hearts, our giving, our attitude, our obedience, okay, to His Word. You see, my wife and I give or set aside also for our pastor's account, okay, for, for our pastor, for our overseer. Now, I remember... He told me, my pastor, uh, Bishop Wesleras, he told me, I don't need your peso, okay? <laughs> of course. He said, I don't need your peso, but we must obey God's command. And because I don't want to rob you of your blessings, so I tell you to give. And he also told me to tell people to give. That's why I'm, you know, I am reminding you to give unto the Lord. Okay, because we don't want you rob of your blessings. Amen. So that's the principle of sowing and reaping. When we sow, when we give what is due God, when we obey God's command, 
when we honor God, God will also honor us. And one day will reward us because we obeyed His word. So remember that, friends. Remember that. Now, to all the givers, okay, to, to, to you who are faithful in with your giving, thank you so much, okay? So to all the givers and to those who will be giving soon, okay, after hearing this message, thank you for sharing your blessings. God bless you. Thank you for sending your contribution. Uh, thank you for sending your contributions, okay, for the work of the Lord. The one who sow in good soil, in good ground, will reap more than what was sown, okay? And will receive the reward of their obedience at the bima, okay? At the judgment of works. Hallelujah. Now, to make the long story short, or to put everything we discussed in a small, in a small capsule, on-site church is biblical and is designed to meet the needs of God's people so that God's children are nourished, healthy, happy, and productive. However, online church is limited and not everyone in the household of faith have access to the internet. Online ministry may reach more people, but it has low impact. Therefore, if you want to be blessed with more, you know what to do. Go to church. Alright? So again, this topic sounds like contradictory to what we do here. But we are not totally uh, downplaying our online ministry okay we are going to continue our online church okay but at the same time we will return to an on-site church okay so what is the purpose for this message this is to help you see why we should prefer on-site or face-to-face -face church over an online church okay so when you, you are given the opportunity to choose between online and on-site okay well i hope you will choose on-site church but of course you can do both right <laughs> but don't miss the on-site or face-to-face -face or the physical gathering of the church because that is biblical the biblical model designed for believers by god himself for growth and productivity that's it for today's episode thank you for joining us keep in touch with us via facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for maranatha family church Davo on facebook where we also stream our church services Again, that's facebook.com slash MFCDVO. God bless.